Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Tech Ed Podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank all of you that tuned in to the first episode and provided feedback, both positive and constructive, um, as well as everyone that reached out for potential interview ideas. Um, I'm really excited about where that could take us, uh, as well as just to have those discussions with you. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I highly recommend you do. Because in today's episode, we're going to touch on a lot of points that we went over um, in the previous episode. So I think that that would be highly beneficial. And I just recommend giving it a shot. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, follow. And here we go. I am your host, Ed. Um, I host the Tech Ed Podcast, where we are here to educate you on technology. And today's topic is going to be cell phones. Why cell phones, do you ask? Well... Just this past week, we finally replaced uh, our few years old one. The entire time, one of us had a cracked screen. I'm not going to say who, but you got a 50-50 shot at getting that right. I think with cell phones being, as I've heard someone call it, our life remotes, I think it's very important to understand how to think about making a purchase of a phone. That way you land yourself in the perfect selection. We're going to talk about different aspects of devices and how it can pertain to you in a real term or real life example. So the first part I want to talk about is going to be the battery life of the phone. Obviously, the battery life is what gives the phone life. These can range anywhere from 2000 milliamps to 4000 milliamps. And you're probably asking yourself, well, what's a milliamp? Well, I can't go into that. I'm not really an engineer. However, um, the higher the number, the longer the battery is going to last, unless it is a device that uses a lot more milliamps just to function. Uh, so how does this how does this relate to you? Well, say for instance, you are someone that likes to game on their mobile device. Well, games use a lot of battery life, as I'm sure that you guys know. So when you're playing Candy Crush and you're only using a ten thousand or excuse me a two thousand milliamp <laughs> a 2000 milliamp battery it's not going to last as long as somebody playing Candy Crush with a 4000 milliamp battery especially if you play it for long hours of the day as well uh, for those of you that are just taking phone calls a lot phone calls obviously use more battery life than just sitting there not doing anything and if you're someone that needs to have their phone ready to access all hours of the day you might benefit from having a higher milliamp battery now, if you're someone that works from home and you have easy access to recharge your device, it might not be as, as important. However, when you're going out and about through your day and you're constantly making these calls, you don't always have access to a charging source. Although you can purchase things like a power bank, which, while good, is also an inconvenience because it's another device that you have to carry. It's something that might take up your purse space. It's something that you have to carry around in your pocket. Overall, it could potentially be an inconvenience to you. Um, so definitely think about what you do, how much power it takes from your phone, and how you want that experience to be. If you're only ever gone from your house for a few hours a day, you might not necessarily need the largest battery bank. If you're someone that is gone for a long period of time, you might benefit from having larger batteries. I think that's pretty much as far as I want to get into the batteries. Now, I think our next point is going to be the RAM. 
Not a lot of people know what RAM is. RAM is random access memory. Ed, what does that mean? Well, fortunately for you, I'm here to tell you that. It is everything that you do on your phone from opening up applications or running applications, I should say, as well as just all the graphics that are displayed on your phone and even some things that you don't see. All of that can take up RAM. So let me give you an example. Say you have a phone that only has two gigs of RAM in it. Well, the operating system itself, let's say that that takes half a gig. Now you're left with one and a half gigs. Let's say that you open up Spotify because you want to play some music. Well, let's say that takes another half gig. Now you're left with one gig free on your phone. Let's say you have email running in the background because you checked it earlier. Well, maybe that takes a tenth of a gig. Well, now you have 0.9 gigs left. You see how, how it shrinks? It can very easily get eaten up. Now, these are just some, some very safe examples. Um, I'm pretty sure operating systems use a lot more than just half a gig of RAM, um, as well as a lot of the applications can use a lot more than just half a gig themselves. So um, if this ever maxes out, you could definitely experience a lot of issues with your phone freezing up. Sometimes your phone will get to the point where the only option you have is on your older ones, you take the battery out, or on the newer ones, you do a, what's called a soft reset. Um, and you have to completely restart the phone, which is a huge just inconvenience to the day. Um, yeah, so think about what you're going to use the phone for and how much RAM this could potentially take. Even look at your favorite apps. I'm sure you can go to the App Store. They're going to have a list of requirements, uh, things you need to run it, or you can even Google it um, and see what that takes. Write that number down. As well, you know what? Do that with the battery size as well. Think about what you use it for. Think about, wow, when I use this app, it kills my battery a lot. Write high, medium, low on a piece of paper. Uh, whenever you're getting ready to purchase a new phone, write these things down uh, as we talk about them and think about what metric that you need to think about. Is this important to me? Is battery life important to me? Is more RAM important to me? Um, and I think, I think you'll benefit pretty greatly from that. So next point is the processor. Now the RAM is kind of what all you can do at one time, whereas the processor is going to be kind of more how fast you can do it. Think about it as like the thought process, as it says in its name, the processor. So I think a, a really good application for this is me on this podcast, my brain and the words that are coming out of it. Sometimes I have to pause and think about what to say next. So the better my brain is, the faster my processor is, the quicker I can get the right words out of my mouth to explain to you guys what a processor is. Now, in a phone term, uh, this is if you're playing a game or if you're swapping between email applications or work applications. It's how quickly it's going to do all that. It's how quickly it's going to crunch the ones and the zeros. Uh, it's how quickly it's going to send that email, which is also related to your network speed, but it's still all processing power. How quickly is it going to process the tasks that you need it to do? So 
if you're someone that's very simple on the phones, like you do things like email, word processing and stuff, that really doesn't take a whole lot of processing power. But if you're somebody that does video editing on their phone, which I do know a few people out there, um, I think this is actually a good time. Uh, I haven't asked them, but I'm going to give a shout out to VHS Tacos. Uh, he's a new YouTuber. We've had some discussions, uh, and he actually does all of his edits on his phone. And I just think that's crazy because I've used computers to do that my entire life. Uh, but moving moving on, uh, shout out VHS Tacos. Um, yeah, that's processor. Very important. Write it down. Do I need something that's going to be incredibly fast? Look at your your top five processes, top five things that you like to do. And do a little bit of research on them. Do I need something that is going to be quick or am I just wasting money on that? As well, do not undercut yourself. Personally, I like to get something that's a little bit better than what I need it for because it hits, typically, it'll hit my more efficient price point as well as it gives me some room to grow into it or it's hitting the point that we talked about, the future-proofing. Um, yep. Uh, if you guys want a little bit more in-depth on these pieces of hardware, uh, definitely request it. I can get a little further in there. Uh, and with that, we're going to go on to the next point. Screen size. Oh, screen size, which never really was an issue until we got smartphones and we could start watching YouTube and Netflix on them. So what is screen size and how does it, how does it affect you? Or Let's just talk about not necessarily just screen size, but screens in general. So you have the smaller ones around the four to five range. You have the larger ones around the six to seven inch, that is. Obviously with the bigger ones, if you're someone that likes to play games or watch multimedia, uh, it might be more beneficial to have a larger screen just to make it easier on the eyes, as well as you can think of it as a multi-purpose device. Some of you might have tablets, but if you have a phone with a large enough screen, you can kind of kill two birds with that one stone. You know, you have a device that you can use to make calls and text messages and send out emails and such too. But as well as you have a device that you can watch that entertainment, you can kick back on the couch or in the bed and just pull up a video on your phone and you can watch it clear as day. On the flip side, the smaller screens, uh, I personally, I enjoy the smaller screen devices. I like being able to put it in my pocket easier. It just makes it a much easier commute for me. Um, I do have larger hands, so the smaller screens are just very easy for me to navigate with one hand, which allows me to, if I'm in the middle of performing a task and I get a notification or something, I can pull my phone out real quick, make a quick response without dropping everything that I'm doing, and just put it right back in my pocket and keep going. Something I didn't talk about with the larger screens, obviously if you have smaller hands, you might not have a very good time with the bigger screens, as you can't function from a one-hand perspective because your thumb, if you're right-handed, your thumb can't reach the top left of your screen. So that might be something you need to think about when you're picking screen size. If you like to read on your phone, maybe a larger screen size is better. Makes it a little bit clearer, puts more words on your screen at once. I personally, I don't really like to read a whole lot. My, uh, my accelerated reading days from elementary school are over. Ever since I no longer got a free personal pan pizza, I just don't have a need to read. <laughs> um, but yep, that's screen size. Uh, actually, I did mention that we're going to talk about screens a little bit. There are a few different kinds. On your cheaper phones, you'll find a lot of almost like a plastic screen. 
uh, with a lower resolution. Obviously, that's not going to be very, very good for watching videos. On your higher-end phones, you get more AMOLED screens, uh, which, while great in quality, something really to think about is what is called burn-in. So if you use it to watch a lot of videos, if there's ever a logo on your screen, make sure you keep the screen moving. It does what is called burn-in, where it will actually burn the image onto your screen. So if you ever have seen a, typically you could go to a phone store and look at their displays and pull up any white screen and you'll see this red stuff all over the screen and that's what's called burn-in. And you definitely don't want that. Um, there's really no way to avoid it with the current screen sets, but it's it's definitely something you want to be thoughtful of whenever you are looking at what kind of phones have what kind of screens. So the next point is going to be storage. Why storage? Well, uh, we did talk about RAM, which is holding everything that you could do at one time, whereas storage is more, it holds everything that you have already done, as well as potentially will do in the future. So everything you do on your phone typically creates some form of file, whether it's temporary or permanent. When you take a picture, it saves the picture to your phone, unless you're using cloud storage. When you take a video, when you install an app, all that stuff takes up storage. So when you go to a look for a phone and you say, eh, I want to be cheap. Let me get an eight gig or a 16 gig. Whenever you turn that phone on, you'll find you only have anywhere between like four to 10 gigs left because there's a lot of default apps, which are going to take up storage. There's the operating system, which is going to take up storage. And before you know it, you've lost it all. If you're someone that likes to install a lot of apps, you're going to need some more storage. If you're someone that likes to take a lot of pictures and you want to be able to take a lot of pictures for years to come, you're going to need more storage. Now, some some circumvention of this, uh, a lot of phones have external storage card slots, uh, like for SD cards, like micro SD cards. As well, a lot of the newer phones are actually moving away from this. Now, this could be just because the cloud storage has become so prominent, but it could also just be because they want to push you towards getting larger storage phones initially. Uh, which isn't necessarily a bad idea because a lot of people will get a phone with a lower storage and in a year or two they actually need more. I mean, cameras are getting better on these phones, so when you have a higher megapixel image, it's going to take more storage to save that picture. Which brings me to my next point, cameras. If you are someone that likes to take pictures, make sure you pay attention to what kind of camera technology is in your phone. Some cameras out there. They have dual pixel, which is fantastic technology. I advise you to Google dual pixel cell phone camera. There's also phones that have really good front facing cameras, which during this time that we are in uh, might be more important. And it might be an element of a phone that you really need to think about when you're talking about cameras. You can get a phone that has a 12 to 24 megapixel rear facing camera but your front facing camera might only be five to eight megapixels. So whenever you jump on the zoom meeting and say, Hey everybody, how are you guys doing? And they look at you with a really weird face. It's possibly because you're heavily pixelated. It's like they're going back in time and watching a standard definition, analog television. How do you guys do it? 
But yeah, so cameras, very important. Some of you might do real estate photography. That's something you need to think about when you're getting with your phone. Uh, does it have a wide angle lens? There are actually phones out there that have wide angle lenses that allow you to take pictures like real estate photography. So you might be able to, not only is it your your communication for your business, but it's also now a piece of equipment that you can use at your job, therefore consolidating your workspace, everything, your tools, all that you need to bring um, while still providing a really good picture. So, I mean, those, those are all some pretty core aspects of phones, um, some things that kind of are very relative to the purpose, as well as when you are listing those things, think about the future within the next few years. How relevant is this stuff going to be to me? Where do I intend to be and how do I intend to grow? Will my interests grow and can my phone grow with me? And with all that being said, obviously price is a very key important factor. Ensure that you price that future into it. Am I buying this feature for it to last me for many years to come? Or am I going to end up having to put more money into this, into my phone to make it last as long as I need it to, or as long as I want it to. I think those are all very important points. And I know some of you may be asking, well, you didn't talk about Apple versus Android. I think that that deserves a conversation and an episode all on its own, as well as if anybody would like to be a part of that conversation in the future episode, please send me a message, drop your name. I would love <laughs> to actually interview somebody on that. Preferably an Apple person, because I personally am an Android guy. And I am familiar with both of them. I have used both of them. I just prefer Android. Um, as well, I don't really want to go into phone carriers, because that's a little more uh, personal. It depends on your region. There's just a lot of little things uh, that can just take a take a good chunk of time. And I just think it's it, it should be dedicated to its, its own episode. So... With that, um, hopefully I gave you some things to think about, educated you a little bit on just the overall scope of cell phones. And if you're looking to make a purchase, you know, what, what, what are some really good things to think about in relation to your purpose as well as future proofing? If you have any questions, feel free to leave me a message or send me an email to the, uh, it's techedcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. We are on the all the major podcasting platforms. Um, yep. See you next week.